you know, ability to be, you know, the first ones to the deal or, or, or you know, have deal flow that comes through your desk and be the first one to see it, it that's just tremendous advantage. I, I want to say probably 98% of deals that come in Phoenix market right now, we probably see them two or three months before everybody else. And that is an advantage, but that took time to what mm-hmm. you said. It is a relationship business. Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to another episode of Weiss Advice. I am your host, as always, Yona Weiss. With me today, I am pleased to be sharing the screen or the microphone, whichever way you are listening to it, with Robert Shevchik. What is going on, Robert? Hey, Yona, how are you? Good to, good to be here. Thank you so much for the invite. Uh, there's a lot of things going on, especially in Phoenix and Arizona market. It, it's, it's just it's on fire. It's crazy. It's literally on fire, and it's literally hot. <laughs> We're just exiting like 118 degrees temperature. So from every perspective, we're being... Just being hit in the face with uh, with the hot, with the heat, the heat of Phoenix, yeah. yeah. And just to to give our listeners a little bit of context, I mean, what he's talking about. Obviously, if if you've ever been to Phoenix, you know what it's like in terms of the heat. But it's also on fire in terms of the real estate market. I mean, it's probably one of the hottest markets in the U.S. at this point. Uh, Robert is the co-founder of Rise Forty Eight Equity. So you guys may remember Zach Habenstahl from episode number, uh, I don't even remember, but it was probably in the 20s or 30s, way back when. Go check that out. Um, He is one of the other co-founders and they came together to invest in real estate, specifically in the Phoenix metro market. And you guys have, I mean, it's, I'm just curious to go back to his episode and where they were at, where you guys were at that point, uh, close to a year ago and where you've come. I mean, can you give us a little bit of context in terms of what you guys have accomplished in the, in the last, uh, 18, 24 months or so? Yeah, no, of course. Um, yeah, thank you for asking. Uh, so we've, um, we've actually met the three of us, uh, big friends, Zach and I, we've met in 2018. And, you know, we've been, we've been talking about investing in Phoenix market. Both of us, Zach and Zach and I were in Phoenix. We're local to Phoenix. We both lived in Scottsdale and, uh, and Bitcoin at the time was in California. And we met through one of the, uh, you know, nationwide, um, uh, investment groups and that we, that we've joined. And, um, we met 2018. We figured, Hey, let's, uh, let's see if we can work together. Um, before we, before we get married, uh, right. let's see if we can eat a little bit. Yeah, and it's going to work out, you know, like any in any other relationship. So, we've um, identified our first property, 2018, and uh, we closed on it on, in February 2019. That was our first deal ever that we've made um, in in Phoenix uh, Metro, and uh, this was actually a 36 unit smaller apartment building mm-hmm. in right across from GCU. Uh, so we really liked the location um, and. Um, we actually formed a TIC, which stands for Tenancy in Common. Mm-hmm. We, we, we've kind of figured that before we go out to the 
you know, quote unquote, public space and start raising money, asking people to invest with us, we should probably put our own money on on the line right. and see if we can actually deliver the returns and 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 uh, we can actually operate the property. Mm-hmm. So um, we bought that first property, two thousand uh, February two thousand nineteen. We ex- exited um, as a long story short. Uh, with with some you know um, problems in a way and a lot of learning curve uh, for ourselves, we exited this property in in 21 months and and it was pretty good returns. We we had like 1.91 um, equity multiple uh, at the time we, that we sold and um, and I, I think our our returns were around 44. percent So we're yeah. super excited about that. Uh, after this property, we did another take, which was a 59 unit apartment in Scottsdale. So we still own it at cash flows. It's a fantastic property. We probably going to keep it for a long time. It's one of those trophy assets that you want to hold on to and, right. and, 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 you know, have it for a little longer time. Mm-hmm. And, and then from that point, uh, we kind of started syndicating. So we went from, from this to 76 unit, uh, syndication, then it was 137 and 112. And it was just like, 140, 161, and, and just all over. So in, in a short period, uh, you know, from, from the first property that we purchased for February 2019 until today, fast forward, we have, um, I want to say about 10 properties, maybe 10, 11 properties, uh, and uh, a little over $170 million worth of real estate mm-hmm. and other, our asset management, uh, all in Phoenix. And um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's been, like, it's been, it's been, it's been amazing. It's, it's been an amazing journey. Um, so it, it's, it's, we've definitely um, grown fast. Yeah, you have. And it's, it's just incredible to watch. And I think a lot of it has to do with the teamwork, right? Obviously, each one of you comes with different experiences with different, um, and I think it's what make great teams in general, I mean, whether real estate or anything, when you have people coming together and they complement each other in different ways, I mean, you come back, you have, like you, you mentioned before, you have an architectural degree and you have a lot of experience more on that side of things and the construction side of things and the, the management. Whereas, you know, Zach, it comes from like a sales profession where he was really good raising capital, really good with those relationships with uh, that kind of stuff. And and Bick runs a CPA, so he's a numbers guy, right? And I think those are three integral components you need in any any real estate game. So I think you you, you guys found the right synergies to to kind of be able to grow as fast as you have and continually. I mean, by the time this episode airs, I'm sure it's going to be a lot bigger than what you mentioned here. But but I remember I came to visit you guys. Um, I was out in Phoenix. Uh, when was it? it? Was it was in 2000 summer of 2019? Yeah, and I mean. Green on it, and that wild stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was a great property, and um, yeah. it's we're uh, actually, we're actually um, uh, trying to get the BOV, uh, the broker's opinion of value, and see if we can put it on the market. So, well, awesome! Um, That'll be exciting. Yeah, I made the mistake of coming to Phoenix during the summer. Uh, I won't make that mistake again. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it was good. It was it was fun. It was a great opportunity. I actually had uh, uh, my stepbrother was there and he was he was sick at the time unfortunately passed away last year and um you know so i had the opportunity to visit him at the same time so that was that was important but um it was great to it was great to meet you guys great to spend the time and and watch but i remember one thing that zach said at the time he was like you know there's you guys he wants to build an empire right empire and that to me was like wow you know that's that's a big goal i mean you know he's a young guy and a lot of uh ambition 
And, uh, and you can see it and it's happening. I mean, it is literally property by property. It looks like every other day on LinkedIn or something, there's like a new post, a new closing. Uh, it's, it's, it's awesome to see. Yeah, no, it, it, it is amazing. I have to agree. And, and I'm going to touch a little bit on this, uh, what you said that we have all complementary roles and, 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 and skills within a company and to, to this, which is true. And to this, I'm just going to add that age difference is also playing a lot of factor in this because, you know, Zach is a lot younger than me and, um, he's a, he's a typical go-getter. Like if you, if you go and hit the wall, he's going to be, I'm going to be like, okay, let's, uh, let's look for the door. Um, so we can, you know, go on the other side and, and Zach would be like, ah, screw the door. Let's just go through the wall. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely like this. He's like this, uh, bunny that you see from, from the commercial agency. <laughs> right, um, it's true. <laughs> I think, I think Beckman and I are probably the two guys that are trying to slow him down. It's like, Hey, let's think about this. Like, Hey, let's review the numbers again. Like, no, 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 let's just go. Let's go. So yeah, beginning of the year, we had a, uh, we had a, uh, you know, goal that we set up for ourselves to hit, um, $250 million in acquisitions. Um, and have 250, $250 million worth of uh, real estate under asset management. And honestly, we're on the path to, to, to actually get there. Right. We already have about $170 million right now. We just closed on the, on the property called Cascada, which is in Phoenix, yesterday. So wow. okay. you, probably, uh, you, you probably have received the email or you saw it somewhere on the social media, but we literally just closed that. So that puts us to a little over $170 million um, in asset management. And we have three other properties that are still sitting in the escrow that we already raised all the funds for. And we're just simply waiting for all the documents and, and for the seller to actually get some of the sellers are extending the closing. But I want to say we have an additional $100 million sitting in there. So wow. everything is closed. And, and we're and this is just June. So we're right. happy. So, we're gonna we're gonna definitely hit two hundred fifty million dollars this year, if not exceeded. And so for the next year, uh, we asked Zach, like, so what do you think the company should go? I said, well, if we could, if we you know, polish up to fifty and we hit it, well, then we should uh, go for a half a billion. So whew, we'll see. Um, it, it's not a it's not a race. Um, right. Everything at the end of the day has to make sense. Yeah. And a lot of properties today do not make sense, but the one that did do. do, do, do we go, um, we go very hard after and, and make sure that, that we, we can be up front uh, in front of the seller and in front of the buyer and the broker and, and, and we can actually perform. So, sure. Yeah. It's a, and it's a, I mean, like you mentioned right at the beginning, it's a hot market. What I mean by that is that there is so, I mean, it's, it's hard, like, like you said, to find deals that make sense. And, you know, Phoenix, especially because you guys are focused specifically in the Phoenix Metro, you know, it's a limited uh, inventory. Right for what you guys are looking for, right? There, there aren't, a, you know, hundreds and hundreds of properties on the market at any given time that you can kind of pick and choose from. You gotta kind of sift through everything and um, find those kind of diamonds in the rough that make sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. We, we've been we've been blessed. We really have been blessed, um, and uh, with 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 everything is happening in in in, in Phoenix. And I, I can tell you, I remember in 2000, 2019 when we were buying this first property, we thought back then we were scared. Like we were like, Oh my God, we were probably overpaying. The market is so hot. And everybody back then was saying the market is hot. So we were, we we're kind of, no, I don't want to say petrified, but we were concerned that like, do we actually know what we're doing? And, 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 Oh my God, when you, when you look at the market in 2019 and today, um, I honestly don't know how 
um, you can enter this market, break into this market right now if you are not in Phoenix and haven't been in the Phoenix for the past three to four years. Mm -hmm. like if you are a newcomer from out of state and you just want to buy your first property in Phoenix, it's going to be extremely hard to break in. So we were we were blessed like for the past two years really with what our focus company focus was on creating you know strategic relationships with the brokers and, right. and is actually very active on this on this front. Um, so you know to give you the perspective, I think the last five deals that we closed in, in 12 months were all off-market properties. And that's an advantage that we have. Definitely that that's the edge that we have here. Um, because the three of us, Zach Bickman and I, we're all local to Phoenix. We, we don't have any other job. We have an office in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. We all live here now. And those relationships that we worked for the past two years now are paying off. That's a huge point. I just want to like reiterate that point for a second before you before you continue. Yeah. Like the relationship building is so so key. Like that's everything in business. I mean, it is, and it pays. You may not see it immediately, and you won't necessarily see it immediately, but it definitely pay off. Um, you know, that's what I say in the beginning of our show and the, the intro. You didn't hear it right now, but in the what plays at the intro is that your network is your net worth. Right. That that's it. It's really that's what it is. So go go ahead and finish your finish your thought there, Robert. Yeah, no, 100%. So, you know, ability to be, you know, the first ones to the deal or, or, or you know, have deal flow that comes through your desk and be the first one to see it, it that's just tremendous advantage. I, I want to say probably 98% of deals that come in Phoenix market right now, we probably see them two or three months before everybody else. And that is an advantage, but that took time to what mm -hmm. you said. It is a relationship business. And, and I, I remember... Years ago, like I remember even 2015 when, when I, you know, we were talking about real estate in general, multifamily specifically, and everybody was saying it is a, it is a, um, you know, um, very competitive market and, uh, and, and it's not a, uh, it, it is a relationship business. I, I don't think I really understood what that mean, um, relationship business. I thought that maybe like you know, between the partners and stuff like this, but that, that too, but the relationship that you have with the property managers, with the local brokers, with the lenders, with uh, with all the vendors that, that go around the property, just from the operation standpoint, this is just it's it's a, it's a it's very crucial and it's a big operation. And if you have those, and you have the ability to build those relationship ahead of time, then it's gonna, and it's going to take some time. But when you get there, like we're right now, like I said before, most of the deals in Phoenix that happen and that you see on the market. We probably saw it two or three months before they even hit the market. That's a huge advantage. Uh, his that's a huge advantage, and I think it's awesome that you came to you came to it over time. I mean, like you said, the first deal that you guys did, and what I'm impressed most with is that you guys did something really smart. There is that you decided, let's just use our own capital. Okay, let's let's go in and put our own money in, and let's just buy a smaller deal and see if we can do it. And <laughs> that's. That's really taking, you know, a lot of the risk on your shoulders and seeing, seeing if it can work, right? That's a big, you just jumped right in there. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And it was, it was a substantial amount of money for ourselves. Like, uh, it, it was a lot of money. It wasn't just 50,000. It was like a lot of money. So we, we were all a little scared, but at the same time, you know, you, you have to get to the line that, you know, and, and I can't remember who said that, but, but, but I remember saying that you, you are only growing and you only grow. Uh, when you step outside of this comfort zone that you create in right. your daily life, if you 
you remain within your comfort zone. You're never going to be able to, 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 to grow. And so that was our uh, red line that we stepped over and we just kind of went off the cliff and said like, all right, it's working. Let's, let's do this. Let's risk the money. If yeah. we lose it, lose it. If we make it, we're going to go big. And, and, and it worked out and we went big. And you did. Yeah, absolutely. Now, let me ask you something on the, on the capital raising side of things, because this is something that's you know, fascinating to me. But um, you, know, you said that's something that you're involved with on the day-to-day as well as Zach. I mean, where are you guys finding I mean, to, to be able to have enough funds to, to fund deals um, so quickly? I mean, to be able to, to make those decisions on the spot, like this is a deal, let's do it and then fund it. How, how are you guys going about that? Is it all from like the same same investor pool are you growing that you have uh you going to private yeah. equity or, or what is it yeah that it takes a lot of time and to develop the relationship yeah no it, we're raising money pretty much with our old you know small investors and so on any given deal uh we can have anywhere from 100 to 150 investors wow mostly investors that we've built relationships over time uh we have a lot of professionals that we know like my my wife is a physician and um, um, and she's partnered with one of the, the biggest still privately owned groups in, in, in Phoenix market. So I, I was always around, you know, high net worth individuals and mm-hmm. Zach comes from kind of the same background. Like he, he was a president and, and, and one of the hospice um, uh, um, companies here in the Valley. So he was also exposed to this medical environment. Um, so definitely um, a lot of high net worth individuals. And then over time, just building this relationship and maintaining this relationship and, and making sure we were, you know, we're always communicating with them and, and, and just keep growing. We, um, we haven't done, uh, we're thinking about going the institution, well, not, not institutional, but the PE. Um, right. There is, of course, some combinations on partnerships uh, sometimes, but mostly our funds come from the relationships that we've had with our really small gotcha. investors. Gotcha. And so you having those those kind of same people just putting in every right. deal, basically? Yep, uh, absolutely. And we have new ones coming in and the ones that they repeat, uh, um, a lot of repeat investors. I mean, once... Once you start, you know, um, giving returns to investors and, and you're making money for them, um, they, they'll tell their friends and their mm-hmm. friends, the other friends, and then just it's just snowballing. It's like a snowball effect, and 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 so we're it's, it's a very very humbling experience, and 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 it and it's, takes a lot of responsibility on on our you know from us to um, to um, uh, take care of those funds. So it's it's amazing, it's humbling, and and, and it's just. Um, uh, it's it's a very blessing. That's awesome. And you enjoy it? I mean, you you have fun with it? You... Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So even though you know my background is in architecture, like you said, um, like you said before, I always wanted to be around real estate. Now that I think about it, uh, from from the very beginning. So, uh, and I've been in real estate for I want to say. 17 years now and i started as a realtor with the, with the broker license then i moved from pennsylvania to arizona so this racing environment is is something that i that i love that i really enjoyed mm-hmm. when i was a broker i i have to say i wasn't a really good agent like i, I didn't have communication skills i didn't really chase the uh chase the uh, uh, sellers or the buyers mm-hmm. um but um, I was building my. I was more more focused on building, you know, generational wealth, and I was interested always about, you know, hey, um, what is this passive income? You know, does this mm-hmm. mean I can go to the beach and money is going to be coming 
and then we're going to make how do I how do I make this happen? So right. there's just a lot of questions, and then just reading books and, and educating yourself and surrounding yourself with the like-minded people, joining groups, and 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 generally, like if you ever listen to to um, the real estate radio, the real estate guys radio show, uh, Robert Helms or Russell Gray, I can't remember which one is saying that, but I think it's Robert Helms that always says. If you walk into the room and you are the smartest person in the room, you're probably in the wrong room. Right. And, and that philosophy kind of, you know, synced around my head. And it's like, I always wanted to be surrounded by smarter people that I can learn something. And, and so this growing process of getting into real estate, it's not just, it's just this one deal. It's not just one house, one condo, one this. It's, it's, it's an experience of years to get to this level. Mm-hmm. And then definitely meeting perfect partners, which I think I have. That definitely helps. That's awesome. That's incredible. And I mean, you came from, uh, I mean, you grew up in Poland, right? Your, your background is there. You have uh, your family there still, uh, I assume. Right. And uh, you got your degree there, right? I mean, you went through the right. whole system. And, then, you know, at what point, what drove you to, to come to, to the States, do business here? Huh. That's a that's a good that's a long that's a long answer. I'm gonna try short answer, but so yeah, I, I graduated architecture school in, in Poland and I got my degrees in there. I also get uh, uh, recognized my diploma was recognized by Royal Institute of British Architects, which is the shortest for RIBA, um, which um, I thought is going to help me to break into the architecture uh, uh, jobs in, in the United States. This was always my plan. My my plan. My life was be somewhere in the United States or North, North Northern America. But anyway, um, and uh, I met my wife in Poland. Um, she was also born in Poland, but she really grew up in, in Canada. Um, we met when she was in a medical school. I was still in, you know, in, in architecture school. We got married in Poland. We moved to Canada. Then from Canada to the United States, been in Pennsylvania for about eight years. And that's, um, that's what, you know, when I realized that I don't know really too much about architect- the U.S. style architecture and, and the, the construction and, and, and how things are being built. So I moved to construction. And then from there, I wanted to go back to architecture field. But then, um, uh, you know, like I said um, before, the, you know, the, the faith. Yeah, my wife and I, uh, we actually um, found this, some, some real estate books and uh, found out about a passive income. And then, um, and I decided, you know, that's pretty much what I wanted to do. So I quit architecture. I got my license. I worked for a small office in, in central Pennsylvania that did residential and commercial uh, real estate. Uh, I've learned a lot in that, in that, um, uh, during the process. Yeah. My, my entire time in, in that, in that, in that office was to uh, figure out how to create uh, passive income and generational wealth. That's, that to me meant freedom, and that's not just that's just freedom of time, freedom of time, spending time with my yeah. wife, it's and going whatever you want, doing whatever you want. Um, so that was that was the drive. Oh, okay. And uh, so you live in live in the dream, right? If you, if that was your goal back then, then you're much, basically yeah. doing it. I think everybody has a different the same dream. It's just like some people act on it, some people don't act on it. And, so true. Uh, it's not it's not easy i mean when you look at that you know when you look you know study rich people or people that are successful because being rich doesn't mean always mean that you're successful it's just something that just happens in a part of your life and then you lose it but being successful i think in general is just is just growing internally i think uh being being able to um grow as a person and 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 around whatever you like so if you can create lifestyle around something Mm -hmm. that you love it, it, it just becomes your That's right. daily, daily life. It just, you love it. More. Absolutely. And it's like, I love what I'm doing. That's, yeah. that's 
growing people, you know, growing people. I mean, that's really what it's all about. That yeah. really, truly successful yeah. people in general. Um, totally agree yeah. on that. Um, Robert, I want to, want to transition now into what we like to call the final four. So these are four questions I ask all my guests at the end of the episode. And the first question I have for you is what is the worst job that you ever had? Huh. I've had a few in Poland, but I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, no, so come on. No, we're going to talk about it. My, I, I got to tell you, um, when I moved from sitting in the office as an architect, young, aspiring architect, moved to the construction, I don't want to say this was the worst, but it was very, very hard. And uh, I remember when I, at some, at some point in there, I wanted to learn more about plumbing and how plumbing works. And, and I remember one of the property, um, man, I was, I was renovating. And I think I was renovating even some of the, I was working in a basement in my own house in Pennsylvania. And, um, and, and I cut the wrong pipe. Man. And <laughs> the sewer just flew out of that pipe. I hit the ceiling, hit me. And huh, it wasn't a pretty view. I, I was, uh, I was, but I remember myself sitting there and thinking, my goodness, um, if, if, um, if I was to do this every day for the rest of my life, would, would, I, would I enjoy this? And, you know, I appreciate the hard work and I, and I loved it, but I think this was the worst, worst time when I realized, yeah, it's time to get out of the construction, um, time to get out of the, the dirt and the, 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 all, the, all the grease and, mm-hmm. and start, um, you know, uh, look at the perspective, oh, that's uh, a great, that's perspective great. On, from real estate. So I think... I think the toughest was it was the construction. They, these, these guys work really hard, and we don't always give them the whole you know appreciation of yeah, what they do. For sure, and, and being work. there, uh, I, I know how hard it, how how hard it is, and that that was uh, that was hard. It was really hard. Okay, so now now I want to hear your, your worst job in Poland. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I was uh, I was. Um, Oh boy! Uh, when I was in architecture school, I, I used to work with um, uh, some of the um, interesting uh, builders, and, uh, and I've got uh, burnt many times. And you know, man, I, I don't know if I want to go there. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It, it, back. It, was tough. it was generally tough times in Poland back then. You know, we were just coming out of the socialism, communist, you know, era in, in Poland. So. I've met some of my friends, American friends that moved to Poland in that time. And they saw the opportunity, the opportunity we didn't see because, you know, many times immigrants come out of the countries and escape to countries like United States or Canada or, or England or whatever they go, because they simply don't can't recognize the, um, the opportunities that present themselves in, in, mm-hmm. in their uh, front of their eyes. So we, I've met some of the uh, friends from, from United States and Poland, but it, and, and, and I transitioned to this American way of thinking like about the assets and, and what's the liability. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic to be around those people right. treating businesses in, in, in the Poland that was barely starting to have democracy and, 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 and economy that is today thriving. Before that, um, being in a school and having to survive on my own, one of the, uh, one of the jobs I had, I remember, was... Um, even during the summertime, I, I had absolutely no money. I, I don't come from riches. My family's uh, pretty poor. Uh, it was pretty poor back then, uh, like many people in Poland and growing up in this you know system. I used to travel a lot. I used to travel to countries like Norway, um, and France, and, and other parts of Europe. And I just I just worked and uh, worked mostly labor mm-hmm. uh, on the roofs, uh, painting properties. Um, and, um, 
it was a, it was a tough time. It was a tough time because at the same time I was studying architecture, hoping to become an architect, and 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 I had to support myself. Yeah. Like um, I think from from perspective right now, I think it's, it was the best thing that could happen to me because it gave me spine, gave me this individuality, and and taught me how to you know how, how to work. Yeah, um, work ethic for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely, hundred percent. But working in the heat outside on the roof. <sighs> Uh, it's not always fun. No, definitely not. Well, Robert, what's the second question for you? What's a book you've read that's given you a paradigm shift? Just made you think totally different. Yeah, and I think I, I, I think I'm going to have to go back to the to the time when I was in Pennsylvania, you know, trying to figure out what I go back to architecture or just something else. 2004 or five. My wife and I picked uh, a book that's called Rich Dad Poor Dad, and many, many today uh, refer to this book as, you know, the Purple Book. And um, I think I read this book and I realized that this is probably what I want to do in, my, in, in, in life. Mm-hmm. This, this real estate, I, I was trying to figure out what exactly is going to happen and how to do it, how to break into this. But that was that was the first book that I remember reading and have a paradigm shift in my mind, like, oh, wait a second, so. Um, I don't always have to, you know, be behind the basket or do the labor. I can, I can create a wealth by buying real estate. Mm-hmm. So that, that was, that was definitely a book that, um, that taught me a lot and, 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 uh, just made me, made me think that, um, I could, I can achieve something, um, other than just becoming an architect, which is, which is great uh, on its own. But this, 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 this freedom was amazing. Right. And I t- I'll tell you what, from the perspective of time, I've, I've met a lot of friends and made, and made a lot of friends in, in, in an investment, you know, environment, the real estate. And one of them uh, was um, the group that I that I know and I joined and and I visited many real estate conferences. After years, after reading this book in two thousand four or five, I've, I, I had a chance to meet Robert Kiyosaki. He wrote that book. Um, I was um, lucky enough to be and attend his birthday party. Um, I had a shot with him and uh, <laughs> had a conversation with him and sat across the table at the dinner table. And so I was like, I remember sitting there and, and thinking like, oh my God, I remember this this poor immigrant from Poland read, reading the, the Rich Dad Poor Dad and have a paradigm shift and change a career in a life. And here I am sitting across the table from the guy, who very young guy who wrote that book. That's I mean, awesome. it was just an amazing, amazing time. And 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 until today, that's probably going to be the best book I've, I've read. Not maybe not the best because there is a lot of good books out there on investments, but this was the the the, the book that changed my life. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. That's a great story. So, third question: What's a, a skill or talent that you'd like to learn? Well, let's see. I want to learn um, a lot more. Um, what actually Bikram does, um, the underwriting perspective, you know, the, the working with the numbers, the ins and outs of, you know, um, Excel spreadsheets and, mm-hmm. and with, with numbers. This is part that is kind of missing in, in my, in my, you know, the real estate head, so to speak, in mind. It, Bikram is just simply amazing. He, just, he can sit behind a computer. He would have like you know, three or four different, you know, spreadsheets and, and screens open up at the same time, and it's just analyzing numbers versus. <laughs> Kind of like watching Matrix, man. Uh, and at any given time, I walk into his office and I see just numbers flowing down and moving things around. I, I sit there and, I'm, and I feel like I'm pretty dumb. Uh, so definitely having the ability to work the numbers a lot more and understanding all the aspects of numbers, not just from the return perspective, but how this ties to the lo- to the loan that we're getting. Why this mm-hmm. type of loan? There's a lot of ins and outs and risks. It not just what we what we provide at the end is a final product, but all the work that goes into it. Yeah, I still um, I'm still trying to grasp. Now, 
given I don't have to do this because between the three of us, um, we have those roles and we, right. you know, complement each other. But that's definitely something that I would like to learn more about. Um, it's kind of what Bitcoin does. Sure. It's, a, it's such an important skill to have. Um, I'd like to learn that also, <laughs> to be honest, because something I don't, I don't really enjoy that that type of thing. But I, I do appreciate the value that that you need to have that in order to to do real estate, in order to do it well. So, fourth and final question: What does success mean to you? Huh. Good question. Um, I have to say, um, <sighs> ability to spend time, ability to spend time with my family, with my kids and be at home at any given time. Um, I mean, we, we do hard work in here and, and we sit in our office for sometimes long hours, but ability to pick up and go and visit other places, visit your family and um, uh, ability to tell you what, if, if you have a spouse and, and if she's working, um, ability to say, hey, if you, if you don't want to, you can stop working at any given time because we have enough you know, passive income common that we can support a family. That that is to me success. And everybody has a different definition of it. And I've met people like they're saying, "Hey, mm-hmm. if I was if I was able to to have I don't know five thousand dollars a monthly cash flow, positive cash flow, um, uh, and passive income, um, that I would be I would be happy and successful." I've met people that had ten thousand a month, fifty thousand, and I've met people that say, "I actually need two hundred thousand dollars in passive monthly income." So everybody has a different needs. To me, at the end of the day, um, it's going to be around related to, to money only because money buys you time. Money buys the time that you can use and spend with your family. And that is, at the end of the day, if you have enough time to spend with your family, so when your kids look back 20, 30 years from now and say, hey, dad or mom, thank you for all the time, all the dedication that you give to, to educate me, to sit with me, go through the homework. Thank you just for being there. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody has the ability to do this because I know there's a lot of people working really, really hard um, on in, in their jobs, and they don't have that luxury of spending, you know, time time with the kids. They come home, they're exhausted. Yeah. The last thing they want to do is to work on the homework with with, with, with the kids. Um, so, ability to to buy time that is absolutely there is no value on this. Yeah, I love that. Love that answer. I can relate to that a lot. Um, you know, having six kids myself and, you know, yeah, spending the time <laughs> with them. Uh, we can relate to that, but, yeah. uh, but love that. Love that answer. So thank you so much. Uh, Robert, where can our listeners absolutely. find you or, or reach out to you if they want to? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we, uh, anybody can learn about more about, you know, us and what we do or myself. Uh, you can go to, um, uh, to our website at www wrice48equity.com that's R-I-S-E like rice4848 for the 48th state of uh, of the union we're in Arizona so rice48equity.com you'll see our portfolio is in there all the information the contact information about us is there you can set up a call with us or through Calendly or for, for emails phone numbers everything is out there um, so you can reach out by email phone, phone call I, I probably website is probably the best way to do it Awesome. Well, thank you. I appreciate you taking the time with us today and uh, no. <laughs> wish you uh, a lot of continued success and look forward to, to coming back sometime when it's not blazing heat summer in, uh, in Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I would invite you even tomorrow, but it's really, really hot. So <laughs> if you want to stay away. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. I really appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's been, it's been a pleasure. And if, if I was able to provide even half percent of um, some kind of a, um, knowledge to anyone out there, um, just uh, stay focused, 
work hard and uh, anybody can do what we do. Anybody really. It's, um, it's simple, but it's not easy. Mm. Uh, so you have to put some work in it, but it is definitely something that I've, I've enjoyed. So thank you for having me again. Love that. No, that's simple, but not easy. That's yep. good. Awesome. And to our listeners, thank you again for joining us for the Wise Advice Podcast. And remember, the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating review. I would be extremely grateful. Also, I want to hear from you guys. So I want to hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn, send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.